Do you want to get high on some knowledge today? Because Sparkle and Emma have something to say. They both go to wash you so they're stressed every day. But they started a podcast, so don't go away! I had to wake up and make up, I had to unclose my mind. The sun is not shining, the dress is looking so fine. I'm staying candied up because it'd be safer inside. Hi, Sparkle. I am doing so well. Sparkle, I wanted to say congratulations because you can announce it on a podcast. I am the costume and prop manager for Black Anthology next year. Yay! <laughs> I'm excited. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there are how many first years are on the board? Like, I think there's like four of us. Four? Yeah, four it's very five. exciting. Yeah. Point of order, we had our first City Wars episode last week. We did, and sadly, hmm, well, not sadly for me, but... Chicago won, of course. Uh, according to the polls, we let the people vote. Me and Emma didn't vote. We didn't let the people on here vote. It was about you guys and what you wanted. And the city with the, the, with the most got it. Okay. You voted. I didn't I vote. I know you voted, too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sure someone um, had But the interesting thing is, when we did the first initial poll, Chicago lost by... 12 percent yeah and then when we did it after the uh debate they won by 18 yeah. percent so carrington it was like really a testament to carrington's uh argumentative and yeah, emotional very, style yeah teresa's in the room i feel really bad teresa you are beautiful as well <laughs> okay he's a little one in well according eyes. to this man city wars part one was a success it was we we're still deciding what cities are going to come on next yeah um, that's gonna whole other war in itself yeah but that won't come out probably until, like, season two of Spema, y'all. Season two of Spema. <laughs> um, yeah. We also want to follow up. We had a very serious announcement. Yeah. Very serious. We told you guys last week about, you know, being kind washu students because, you know, that's what you should be and not be apertures of the buttocks. Apertures of the buttocks. Uh, someone told me that they, uh, like, gave someone $5 at Whispers. To, like, buy them a muffin. And I was like, good for you. (laughs) Um, I also want to shout out the people who, like, put inspirational messages on the underpass. Like, people put, like, little post-its with, like, fun things on the underpass. They're like, you can do today. Things like that. Yeah. Um, We just want to keep the message of, like, not spreading the negativity and not spreading, like, the hate and the negative energy. Yep. And the toxicity in your life. It's not necessary. Sparkle's really over it. Uh, Don't forget to draw a bird. The link is in our bio and Instagram. Deadlines, April 5th. April 5th is also the Wash U Dance Collective opening night at 8 p.m. It's also on Saturday, April 6th. 8 p.m. tickets are free for students. The wonderful Ella Holman is in it. She might be on our show in the upcoming episodes in the future. Maybe. Um, Also, who else is in it? Grace Fillion's in it, isn't she? India Shelley's in it. Other people in the world, I'm sure, and it, it's going to be wonderful. It's in Mali, and <laughs> please come out and support. It's in the Eddy. <laughs> the Mali. Kiara's losing her mind. Uh, what was the other thing I had to say? Oh, I'm in a show. Um, <laughs> I'm in a production called Melancholy Play with All Student Theater. I'm going to be sleeping outside for the next, like, two weeks. Everyone come find me. It's going to be really fun. Yeah, right? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> anyway, it's on April 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th at, I think, 8 p.m. 
It's that weekend. It's like alumni weekend. It's going to be fun. Anyway, that's happening. Who are our guests today, Sparkle? Our guests are one of the Team Spamma members. Spamma. Sorry, Spamma. <laughs> Sorry, all my speech. Uh, Madison Williamson. Once again, who we've brought up literally every episode. Yeah. And now she's here. Finally, you guys finally get to hear from her. And then our other guest is... Ella Holman. (laughs) I thought you were going to say it. Okay. Ella Holman and Madison Williamson are our guests. They are... (laughs) Ella Holman and Madison Williamson are our guests. (laughs) Our homo sapiens of the week. Madison Williamson. Please get high with us today. Please get high with us on knowledge. 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 Let's get high on Madison and Ella. It's a beautiful day to get robbed. What a beautiful day to get robbed. What a beautiful day to get robbed. It's a beautiful day to get robbed. A beautiful day to get robbed. What a beautiful day to get robbed. What a beautiful day to get robbed. Right now, what? You're a bad driver. I am though. I really shouldn't have passed that test, y'all. It's fine. <laughs> I've gotten much better because I've been driving sticks, so it's fine. I'm good. You're you 19 and you're me. just now getting better. <laughs> Everybody! <laughs> I'm 20 and I don't have a permit. Okay, let's speak about this in this context. <laughs> awful. <laughs> also, awful. Also, Missouri's driving laws are ra- way laid back, so it's not just my fault. Nobody can drive. I've here. noticed. Doesn't Delton not have a license either? Yeah, I don't think he does. What is wrong know. with you people? Okay. That's <laughs> another point. So we drove the schnooks. I had trouble parking both times. <laughs> <laughs> and we went inside schnooks and we're walking around and I'm getting, what did I go there for? I went there for like one thing, grapes. First of all, grapes should not be $8. I was really offended when I scanned that. That's not the point. But we're walking around and I walk back to the frozen section with Emma and she opens the door, and she pulls out a box of Eggos. No, she pulls out a box of something else, and she was like, I had these when I was a kid. And then I was like, okay, that's cool. And then she goes, wait, no, they're not these. They're pancakes. They're baby pancakes. They're little mini. And I was like, what are they called? And then she pulls it out, and it said, like, Eggo mini pancakes. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I turn, I literally turn around, and Emma is gone. <laughs> <laughs> and she has disappeared for like 10 minutes. And I'm minding my business. I get the grapes. I go check out. Everybody's ready to leave. And then we're like, wait, where is Emma? Like, what is she doing? What's taking so long? And <laughs> Carla and Portia go and find her and come to find out that she has eaten all of the mini pancakes. The, in the frozen box. pancakes? Frozen. Frozen mini pancakes in the box walking throughout Schnooks. And she tried, and she tried to put them back. <laughs> oh, and somebody no. caught her, and only then did she go and check out the mini box that was empty of frozen pancakes. And, <laughs> oh my gosh. If I was a worker, I would have jumped you. Well, then, like, I was trying to pay for them, and, like, there was nothing no, left in... <laughs> she was not. You the story that did. she told me was that she tried to put them back, and then first of all, we were both. We, everybody was like, 
wait <laughs> it took a second and we were like you tried to put the box after you after you opened it right like you ate it and then you tried to put it back i didn't know it was empty also i didn't know you ate them all <laughs> i didn't know that you pulled like two out and she ate them all she tried to put it back and she said that what did she say these are the words that i remember you saying you said i tried to put them back and somebody was watching me and they said what do you think you're doing and i was like i'm putting this box back and they were like you can't do that and you were like okay and so she brought it to the cash register and she couldn't scan it right it was like a 10 minute ordeal of getting out of the store with the empty box of frozen pancakes because like i tried to put the box in the bag but there nothing in it so it didn't register as like anything was in the bag so it was like you need to put the item in the bag and i was like i did and then like it wouldn't scan and then like portia and kylan had to come and like help me (laughs) and then like why didn't you just wait until you got back to eat them like normally like she up. wasn't gonna buy them in the first okay place. no i was because <laughs> it was interesting well, and then, on the record I, that I, Emma I had all intentions to steal no okay? I, I, think I genuinely forgot i had eaten them <laughs> Thomas Thorpe, if you're listening to this. i'm crying i think i've forgotten that i ate the mini band gags this was the that? first day of spring break. I was deliriously yeah. exhausted. Everybody was mad tired. I was exhausted. And I remember wandering around the aisles of Schnooks, like mindlessly eating like frozen mini pancakes out of a box. I remember I passed you in one aisle when I was looking for you, but it was after a while, so I was like, oh, she's fine by herself. Like, she's not a child. And so I remember walking past her, and she's just, like, hugging the box and, like, reaching in, and she looks at me, and I look at her, and she's like, bite out of a pancake. And I was like, you just eat them in the store, girl, okay? <laughs> you did not. <laughs> then everyone gets all tense and they're like now it's an interview okay well i heard to be fair i did do that yes you did like i just saw her she just went like (laughs) i heard you say like oh i'm about to start recording but like i thought you like were about to start and then stop and then you apparently you kept going (laughs) i did i did all right so I'm just sure. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I hate this. I'll do guys. it, I'll do it, I'll do it. Okay. Um, hi. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You should not have said that you were recording. <laughs> I tried to do this without telling you it was being recorded so that maybe we could have a normal conversation. We can have one. It's cool, it's cool. I'm Ella. I'm a first year. I am interested in African African American studies and dance and community development. Okay. Cool. I'm Madison and <laughs> I'm Madison and I'm a sociology and global health major and AFAS minor. And you're on Team Spemo. Oh yeah, I'm a part of Team Spemo. I get she a shout out every week because I'm that special. Okay. <laughs> Her baby hairs are cute. One Thank of the you. weeks was like when Por- the one of your shout outs was when Portia was like, I started watching, blah blah blah, and then Madison didn't want to watch it anymore. No, okay, she's talking about the show You, and every time I go into your room, it's never brought up. 
And then she goes and tells everybody that I'm the reason why we're not watching it anymore. Great. We're glad to have you both on the show today. I'm happy to be here. Very excited. Thank you. (laughs) Also, the the WU Dance Collective, the Woo DC thing that we plugged earlier, that's you're the Ella Holman we were referring to. Yeah, that's me. My last name is Holman. She's on the poster. Oh, that too. Tickets are free. She's a very wonderful dancer. She is. Speaking of dancer, you are both in um, Black Anthology. Yeah. Which Sparkle is now on the board of. Yeah. Woo! Thanks, guys. You love to see it. (laughs) So tell us what it was like auditioning for Black Anthology. You can go. All right. (laughs) I think it was a... Oh, excuse me. Cut that out. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sick. I just... I have, okay. I, um. <clears throat> great, <laughs> we're doing great. Yes, it's fine. I, um, it was a very interesting, that's what I was saying. It was a very interesting, um, not audition. It was like, it went like a normal audition, you know, but the community that was in the audition is something that, like, I really liked and that continued to be throughout the program, and that's why I'm coming back every year. Aww. Yes, very cute. What was the rehearsal process like for that? <clears throat> the rehearsal process, I mean, I don't know. Madison, what did you think about it? Because I I, I didn't think it was bad. I, it was like 9 to 12 on Saturdays. It was in some, like, extra times. But, like... Like, how much interaction is there between, like, you and then the cast and then, like, the board? Done. Okay. Until, so, like, done. the week of or, like, two weeks before. That's yeah. when you really come No, the right. script... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you know, like, when you're dancing, when you're like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, we do a full script run through with everybody during, like, the first week, I think. And that way you can know, like, the context of where the dances come in and, like, make it make sense, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, for me, the auditions. <laughs> Those auditions, y'all, were a hot mess. I did not think I was going to make it because, like, I was just nervous because I hadn't danced in, like, years, well, four years before that. So I was like, okay. So I went with a friend, <laughs> and we were all just looking at, at each other, and it was actually <laughs> Haley and Carissa, and we all made it, so it was good. But, like, yes. it was just, during the process of it, we just kept looking at each other like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why did you both get into dance? Because I, I used to be a dancer. I grew up as a dancer. I like your socks. Thank you. Wash you wreck. <laughs> Team wash you. Thank you. Uh, we can go Ella first. Okay. <coughs> You're doing great. I'm <laughs> saying that every time I cough. Okay. Um, I'm so sorry. Um, so, like, my whole life, I, I don't know. I, I always would do, like, on and off. Like, I tried everything as a kid. I wanted to do, like, sports, and then I did, like, almost every art form. But, um... I even, like, after I took a break from all the art forms, I tried cheerleading, and then I got, like, freshman year, I was like, this isn't what I want, <laughs> and then freshman year, haha, let's do a little fun um, tangent, uh, freshman year, I tried cheerleading this year, and it's not what I wanted, <laughs> so I quit. Um, were you on the team this year? I was. I made the roster and everything. They were quite upset when I had to leave. When did you leave? Um, the middle of this first semester. I began to go through some health, um, you know, problems, whatever, and I just had to, like, 
drop something. And if I was going to drop something, oh, honey, it would have been that. So I did. Like mental health? Yeah. Like overwhelmed? Yeah. And so, yeah, it would just, it had to go. How many hours, like, what kind of a commitment is cheerleading here? Is cheerleading here? I wouldn't say, okay, so they started off by telling me that it wasn't, like, yo, I really hope no cheerleaders listen to this. It started (laughs) off by telling me, like, you think I run in a very different circle than I run. Oh, honey, I know that you don't run with them cheerleaders, but I was just checking, because sometimes, you know, the people, you're, like, your friends are friends, and it's, like, this Sometimes things get around, you know? Trash. It just happens. But, um, yeah, so they started off by Shocker, Ella doesn't like the cheerleading team. <laughs> <laughs> Newsflash. Oh, my gosh. That's oh not my even gosh. true. I, I think they're pretty cool. But did you guys cheer for, like, all the sports teams? Or was it, like, were you we guys, like, cheered. assigned to Do we have sports teams? <laughs> it was for basketball and football. Okay. And, um... Yeah, so they start off by saying it was, like, mad, like, low commitment, only a couple times a week, but then, and and that they would work with you was the big thing. That's why Mm -hmm. I stayed when I, like, got on, but then they were, like, any time that I had something for Black Anthology or for something else that was a little more important than cheerleading at a game, or not even at a game, you know, like, just, like, repping Wash U somewhere else, um, they were, like, you know, this is kind of unacceptable. I don't understand why it's so hard to prioritize us. And I was like, you told me I didn't have to do that. But, okay, it's fine. It's whatever. And so that also kind of added into, like, the overwhelmingness of... And that's just why I left. But, yeah, so freshman year of high school, though, I tried cheerleading. And it was fun freshman year of high school, but I was like, I need something else. So then I tried dance at... Best Dance at Talent Center, shameless plug. Take your little sisters there. It's in St. Anne, Missouri, and it's fan-freaking-tastic. Um, <laughs> it's one of my favorite places in the whole wide world. The community there is fantastic. Um, we're all like family. And then also, they could dance their butts off, and so I stayed. Yeah, and that's how I got into dance. Then I went to, um... oh, just kidding. Then I went to an arts high school. That's how I met my boyfriend. So cute. Um, Shout out, Matias. Shout out, Matias. (laughs) Yes, so I went to an arts high school also, and I danced there for the rest of the three years that I went to high school, and now I am in love with it, and there's nothing that I'd rather be doing in my free time. Maddie McKay, how did you get into dance? Um, I've actually been dancing since I was, like, two or three, and then, like, it was just, like, a small... Thing. Cause like I've what always, kinds of dance? I started in tap, ballet, jazz, and uh, I did acro and hip hop. <laughs> Those are like my main two. And um, I did like a lot of performing arts. So I was like a theater kid for a little minute. That was a phase. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was not I'm a good phase. <laughs> and so like musical theater or all of it. All of it. All of it. There are still, like, pictures on the internet of me dressed as, like, one of the three blind mice from some random childhood place. It was awful. But, um, (laughs) yeah, so I just did it for, like, this smaller studio in my city for a minute, and it was, like, black-owned, very happy, positive, and then I got older, and I wanted to transition to, like, the big dance studio, which is predominantly white, and I was just like, whatever, all my friends go there. That was... That was a time because, like, I was one of the few black dancers there. And since I didn't do, like, the other black girls all did 
ballet and they were like all on point and I just did hip hop and I was and they were like ew and then like even there it was a lot of body shaming and stuff and so like I just quit and I was like I'm never dancing again like what year did you quit I would say like my eighth grade year seventh eighth grade year so like that was about when I quit yeah like it was okay in the dance world there's like a lot of body issues and stuff that people don't really talk about yeah and especially being around like all white dancers who were like built differently than I was like I started getting hips and everything and they were just like honey you gotta go on a diet and I was like f (laughs) y'all so I quit and then my freshman year of high school I started cheer and I did competitive cheer and stuff and it was really fun and I loved it and then I was like I'm never looking back at dance and I got here and BA had auditions and like I said I was like I haven't danced in a long time, so we're just going to see how this goes, and I made it, and VA was, like, the best thing ever. So when are you doing pageants, like, through all this? What year do you start doing pageants? I started doing pageants, um, I would like say I was, like, five, four or five or something <laughs> And like then through when? Through, I guess, technically through last year, mm-hmm. my senior year of high school, but um, it was kind of off and on type thing. Like, I used to do small pageants here and there. And I remember I kind of, like, had a temper tantrum and quit doing pageants because I got third place. And I was like, no. So I stopped for, like, a couple of years. Then I was, like, 12. I did another small pageant. I won that one. Then I quit for a few years. And then I did another one last year, which was a scholarship pageant. And I won. And here we are. Were you, like, the first to do it in your family or was it? Like, did your mom do it at some point or something like that? I think I was the first one to do it in, like, my immediate family. Because, like, my parents growing up didn't really have, like, the same opportunities that they could afford for me to have. So they were just, like, putting me in everything. Sometimes, like, too much stuff. But, like, I don't know. They were trying. It was good. So, like, I guess I'm just curious because, like, one of the reasons why I got out of dance was a very similar thing. Like, there was a – at the end of the day, even if it was, like – not necessarily body shaming. I was very aware that, like, I was being told that at the end of the day I had to, like, look good. And that was, like, the end result was, like, no matter what, no matter what your talent is, like, you're here to look good. Yeah. And, like, that definitely very much got to me in terms of, like, body issues. But, like, I think what's, like, not, I don't want to say, like, it's triggering to me, but, like, pageants to me have, like, a very similar, like, I want to say, like, stigma mm-hmm. kind of around them, that it's also very much, like, this is about, like, you looking good. So I'm just, like, curious as to, like, what drove you away from dance, but, like, pageants didn't have that same effect on you. I mean, that's a good question. I feel like with dance and also considering, like, the studio I was at and, like, the people I was around, it was a bit more toxic, at least for me, because everybody else in my dance studio, for example, was more so, like, very tall, long legs, I'm 5'3", I'm kind of, like, curvy, no one else was quote-unquote curvy or whatever, and so, like, if you stood out, you stood out, like, it was just so obvious, but with pageants, like, yeah, there is, like, a quote-unquote certain look that they think you should have, but, um, okay, my parents, for example, never let me do, like, glamour pageants and stuff that's really really when it's like cutthroat like if you don't have the look you don't have the look but like I did more pageants that were like natural or whatever and um in natural pageants it's not like oh you have to look a certain way or be a certain weight or like 
do all these things to like win it's more so what do you bring to the table individually and I think that was more that was more so empowering to me than dance ever was at the time I think what was I gonna say I was I was gonna agree definitely with just like sort of again like stigma is like the wrong word but for lack of better words the stigma of like how one should look in performance settings and in even in like not in performance settings but like specifically because of the conversation that we're having like in performance settings and I think that one of the things that I'm thinking before in dance like in the dance that I'm learning now that that there even is and that I think we should end up like well that we should start teaching like now to people that were that were that used to be us like 12 11 10 like that don't understand why that why other people think that they should look a certain way when that's just how they come mm-hmm. um surprisingly wash huge dance is some some is some place that i've learned that it's not even dance as an art is not supposed to be how you look no matter like how um how i guess it was built like it was probably set up to be that way but i think like the good ones the good teachers <laughs> are out here trying to share with the, that it's how you feel you know and like it's how you feel doing the things that reminds me of like sort of like a story i guess like about one of my friends who struggled with an like an issue of the sort in in dance at best and um it was it was a matter of like the lines, quote unquote, like, you know, like you have to have good lines, but like she didn't have the lines and she was fantastic. Like she's still fantastic and you can tell and she didn't care because it was something that like felt good. And I think like if we could instill that in like teaching practices and it's less about like how to get to this certain like picture or how to get to like, you know, the image that everybody wants or like what everybody says is like the good, the good thing mm-hmm. and more about like not only like about your good time, like your good experience doing the thing, but also like how to get there. That sounded so hippie, but <laughs> it's fine. I think like honestly, that's why I like dancing here more. Yeah. Because it's like you said, it's more so like how you feel doing it, exactly. not how you look while you're doing it. Because like you can find so many different dancers of like all different heights and shapes and sizes. Like it's very just diverse. like so beautiful, and they're all really good and talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. I think that we get to a point every day where like kids are younger and younger and younger by the time that they start to like really worry about their bodies. Like I think like I was doing a something at like Coca, which is the art center around here, and mm-hmm. I was doing some camp, and there were like twelve year old girls there who were like counting calories, and I was like, they're twelve, you know, yeah. like and like I think about it, but at the same time, like like when, I have a really weird memory when it comes to like numbers and stuff. Like I can still tell you like exactly how many calories are in a Big Mac or are in a like a Whopper. And like I haven't eaten meat since the fifth grade. And like it's because I was counting calories in like the fifth grade. Like I know that's kind of how it was at my studio. Like we were like when I really look back and think about it, like we were in elementary, middle school. Like oh, I need to drop ten pounds before the Nutcracker or whatever. Well, I was in the Nutcracker because I was in hip hop. But like I had a lot of friends who were thinking the same thing or like oh, we have recital coming up in, like, two months, and I'm too fat for my leotard. Like, that was a very common discussion at that studio, and I was just like, I'm not having it. And, like, I wouldn't tell my mom what was happening because I know, like, my mom would, like, air their studio out. (laughs) (laughs) So I just, like, didn't talk to her about it. But I don't know. I feel like we should normalize actually having conversations about stuff like this instead of making little girls feel like they have to keep it to themselves. Exactly. Do you guys think, like... 
I, okay, when you guys were like talking about like body image and stuff for dancing, I sort of thought about when I used to like praise dance. I like hated it to a certain point because of the costumes. Like, I'm not big on like tight fitting clothes and that was the look they were always going for like with the dresses and stuff. So like, would you guys say like the costumes like also play a part of like how you feel when you dance? Definitely, definitely. I also think there's an aspect of like, you're all in the exact same thing. Like, I think one of the reasons why I've always been so against the concept of uniforms is because it's very easy to compare yourself to someone wearing the exact same outfit as you. Yeah. So if everyone on stage is in the exact same costume, there's a, like, a, this doesn't look that way on me, that doesn't look that way on me, like, this looks better, I look bad, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, I remember at that old studio, Jesus, they would always pick these ugly costumes <laughs> that were oh, made shit. for, like, straight-bodied girls, and I was like... I look like a whale in this, even, like, I know I did it, but, like, kind of like you said, like, comparing yourself, it's mm -hmm. so easy if, like, you see somebody who just looks so beautiful in it, and then, like, you're looking like the stretched out version, and you're like, okay, I hate myself. Mm -hmm. And then, I I guess to talk about, like, the, the opposite, like, and I don't know, I guess it depends on, like, where, where you're at and, like, who you're comparing yourself to, like, in other circumstances. At my, at my old studio... I definitely had some issues with costumes and, like, the way that I would dance and the choreogra choreography that I would be given. And the problem, all of the mother's problems with me, because my mother was not, like, <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> my mother was not, like, big on my dance life or really big on, like, my extracurriculars at all. So I would go there by myself. And so, like, my dance moms were, were the moms that I had <laughs> there on, at hand. And they would always over-sexualize me. And I, and I... And, like, how old were you? I mean, I was 14, 15, 16, 17. But even, like, and you can see it, you can see it in, like, even, like, the babies. Like, the, just, like, the, the concept of over-sexualizing, period. Mm -hmm. And I was, like... And when I was 14, and they would over-sexualize girls for, like, you know, the parts that they're given. And obviously, like, we all black. Like, we, we're given <laughs> something. Like, we're not, we're not the stick-body figures that these costumes were made for. So they're not going to look the same way. Exact, like, obviously, duh. They don't look the way that it does in the magazine because, because I have a butt and she does not in the magazine. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't have a butt. But, like, that would be, like, the issue that was going on. And, like, with me personally, I would be very confused because, and I, and I guess my case is different because I'm quote-unquote older, but, like, even, like, with the other girls, and, like, you could see it, like, in, like, the older girls criticizing the, excuse me, criticizing the younger girls, and, like, just, like, dang, like, she fast, she look like she gonna be fast when she grows up, and I'm like, I this is so that. bad, so like, we need to leave it alone, like, like first of all, who cares? Who <laughs> That's none that? of your business, if she is or if she's not, and second of all, how can she be? Like, you're just calling her something, you don't even know her, like, leave her alone. I don't understand why that, and the idea of, like, we're doing stuff because we're giving other, like, because we have, uh, because of our features, like, we must be doing something yeah. with the features. I feel like older women in church, these are, like, some of the okay. reasons, like, I would, <laughs> I, must I, would my pearls. <laughs> I would stop going to church sometimes because, like, the older women, okay, you know how, like, kids don't have a filter and yeah. they're funny? Okay, when people get older, it starts to get that way again. Like, they're not going to change their ways. And like you said, like, they started pointing out to girls, like, their bodies, like, that's a natural part of them. They can't control how they're, like, growing up processing or whatever so like when they start saying things like oh you and your child bearing hips that is so triggering like 
That's a very specific quote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it multiple times. That are just like how I say like the costumes are super tight. Like I don't like performing in that sh- in, in that shit in front of the whole church. Because then you guys all want to make a comment after it. So no, like it's it's sad that like they do that because like as a little girl you grow with that inside of your head like because a lot of people have like really good memories like you remember that and like small things to this day will like trigger me when like people would say like acting fast and stuff like that but like that shouldn't be a mentality we're like forced to grow grow up with just because of our bodies like you can't control that exactly honestly i can't speak for any other community and i don't want to sound problematic when i say this but like the black community as a whole we have got to do better when it comes to like our little girls because like why do we all have the same experience? Like it's absurd. It's God, absurd. That girl looks fast. She got her titties too fast. Like okay, and like, whose like, business is that? Like you're the one that's talking about it. I'm just why are you looking? Titties, like, like leave me alone. That booty getting too big. What's she doing? Minding my business. What are you doing? <laughs> like that's like I think that's insane because it is the amount of like the the amount of parallels that you can draw from like. And I was thinking about this today in my Black Home Spaces class. Shout out, even though I have to withdraw. (laughs) (laughs) The class is amazing, fantastic, guys. I had to withdraw for personal reasons. But yeah, so I was thinking about it, about the parallels that that black girls can draw within each other. And I have not met y'all until like the beginning of this year. And like, honestly, I could meet a black girl like last week and we would be like talking about whatever now because there's so much in common between all of us. And it's not a coincidence that what's in common is all bad crap. <laughs> it's always something bad. It's always like, dang, I used to get that too. And like, be like, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but somebody can pick the back up. Like, just I'll to clarify, I'm not saying like the black community is trash because we're amazing. Yes, like, we're lit. <laughs> love y'all. But <laughs> a few reflections. <laughs> but but y'all know, Some like you just, it's just something that you have to know. Like there are things to work on. There's and the black girls listening are probably like at home, like yes, sis. <laughs> how did that like affect you through like high school on like the way that people would comment repeatedly on like your body or their own bodies like I know for me what was very was like kids would call me fat and stuff but was much more triggering for me was when a girl who was like really skinny would be like I'm so fat and then I would be like I'm you're not like that was much worse for me to hear when like other people were doing that to themselves and like knowing that like if they were like smaller than I like some people have like body dysmorphia and genuinely don't like know what they look like and I think I'm I think that I'm like also in that category but there's a matter of like when someone's very like when someone was really small and would like talk to me about how fat they were how they needed to lose weight that was much more triggering for me to hear as opposed to someone being, like, telling me that I was, like, overweight. Yeah, I feel like, okay, my middle school experience kind of helped some things in high school, but not, like, in a good and bad way, kind of. And, like, (laughs) in middle school, basically, I remember, like, I was bigger than, like, a lot of the other girls. Like, I had, like, a really odd time with my weight and I remember like this one instance this one girl like came up behind me like she was trying to give me a hug like we were friends and so she like hugged me and then like flipped the tag of my shirt inside out and was like oh my god she's wearing an extra large ha 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 and I was like wow okay 
But all I'm going to say is this girl was bigger than me and, like, trying to make me feel bad about myself, right? So, like, I internalized it. I think I still have, like, some body dysmorphia issues, but that's neither here nor there because of, like, stuff like that. But in high school, I told you guys I joined cheer my freshman year. And that summer, like, we trained so hard. I lost, like, 30 pounds like that, like, in the span of, like, two to three months. And I was just, like, watching what I ate, like, all the time. So... I went from being, like, kind of, like, the quote-unquote bigger girl to being, like, insanely skinny that my face was just, like, I looked like I was sick sometimes. Like, I got, I, like, lost that much weight that fast. And so, throughout high school, I was like, mm, I have a great body now. And it just, like, made me feel good about myself. But, like, in retrospect, it should not have, like, taken such a drastic weight loss for that. And, like, even my parents were like, are you okay? And I'm like, mm. I'm fine. I look better than ever. The worst was, like, I mean, I... But this summer, like, when I got back from, um, like, my gap year, I dropped 25 pounds, like, before the start of this year, like, very, very quickly, and it was one of those things where, like, I knew it was, like, something that I wanted, I was, like, I knew that I wanted to be thinner, but at the same time, I hated when people would comment on it, and, like, it's, I don't understand what that is, because something, like, I wanted people to know that I was, that I had lost weight, but at the same time, I hated it when people, when I would walk into a room and someone would be like, oh, you look like you've lost weight, especially if it was, like, an adult, or, like, someone that I, like, knew and respected, because to me, that was just like, oh, so you were noticing, like, you did pay attention it's when like I was 25 pounds heavier. That, basically. Yeah, like, oh, you look like you've lost so much weight, and then... You know, I get to, like, Rocky Horror, and they're like, you're going to be naked on stage. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> like, this is going to be a time and a half. Right. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Or, like, how did you deal with, like, being naked in Rocky? Like, well, not naked. But... Oh, um, I didn't. <laughs> uh, my brain did not like it. My brain did not take it. Um, I think that there are a lot of really good um, advantages to doing a show like Rocky Horror. I think that it's a very important show. I think it's really accepting of a lot of different kinds of people it celebrates being different and what can come when you're different um there was an episode of glee where they did it and the whole kind of the whole arc of the episode is like the guy who was playing rocky who was like a football player was like i'd feel too chubby in this outfit and i can't go on stage and everyone's like what the fuck are you doing like he's the football player he's a six-pack like and that was kind of the whole like point of it and I think that very much rings true there was a lot of dieting going on in Rocky Horror there was a lot of exercising going on in Rocky Horror there was a our cost god bless our costume designers Nikki I'm so sorry she had to make so many adjustments to our costumes because all of us lost so much weight like that woman like she had, we got there on like tech week my corset she had to like change it every night because my weight was fluctuating so much like she one night I went out and it was way too tight one night I went out and it was like falling off like, she had to update, she had to, like, um, take material out, they added material in, like, th like, I have no idea, like, God bless them, they put up with me, but, um, like, once again, I remember when I put on, when I saw the sketch, that was the first time I freaked out, when I saw the sketch, I was like, oh, I'm in a crop top on stage, and, like, because I knew in my head I'd lost 25 pounds, but, like, not in practice, and also, like, I struggled a lot in high school with disordered eating, in many different capacities, like whether it was anorexia, bulimia, binge eating, like diet pills, weight loss pills, like I did everything. And so I saw the first sketch of me like in a crop top and was like, oh, this is not going to go well. And then like I tried it on, I thought it was going to be fine. And then they gave me the like corset and like 
they when they put me in the corset, like I just remember looking at myself and like every single like voice. I believe that eating disorders have a voice and like every voice was back and like I believe that relapse is like not necessarily like each different time, but you're in like a state. Mm-hmm. So like I think that the second I looked at myself in that mirror, I was in relapse. And I, like, it was, I was off the deep end. And, like, when we started doing Rocky, I remember, like, we opened, and I think it's kind of, like, the beauty of the show. I don't know what it is. But we opened the show, and everything went away. Like, it didn't matter at all what I looked like. It didn't matter at all what I was wearing. Like, the camaraderie that we had on stage with the audience was something that was so intangible and so special to every one of us that like the whole I like the whole show is about embracing your difference and embracing your sense of self that it really took like six performances like the first performance I remember like like when Brandon came out of the door I was like I felt like my soul left my body I was like in such a state of shock and like awe of what what was happening and what we were a part of that like this whole sort of sense of like just love for everyone I was in it with, for everyone that, like, I was in, that was in my life. Like, it was such a powerful and special experience. I'm not saying that, like, the answer to everything is, like, you shouldn't care about what you eat, and, like, I should be eating, like, french fries every day, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I should be able to get french fries with my burger and, like, not literally think the world's gonna end. Like, I'm not saying I should be able to, like, I'm not saying that the cure is, like, I'm going to eat brownies for breakfast five times a day. But I should be able to eat a piece of cake without thinking that, like, I'm going to (laughs) die. No, it's crazy because, like, I knew you all last semester, obviously, and I was, like, always in your room. And I never knew you were, like, going through all that during Rocky. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you would make jokes about it, like, binging or whatever. But I was just like, oh, that's Emma. But also, like, I didn't really know you at the time. I was like, this girl's funny. But, like, I don't know. It's just sad that we have to deal with so much just about the way we look like what's the big deal like you were great and you looked amazing so like (laughs) (laughs) you were one of the first people like it's very you were like a very interesting case to me because like I've had very toxic eating habits like my whole life and I think that it was like three weeks into knowing me you and Portia were like, what is it with you and this, like, binge eating thing? And I was like, I don't know. And I was like, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, they're catching on. <laughs> like, I remember I would, like, try to stop you. I'd be like, okay, Emma, stop. Or, like, I'd take food away from you. And you're like, I'm so hungry. And I was like, okay. But also, I like, in my mind, I was like, maybe she has, like, I don't know. I didn't know if you had, like, a metabolism, metabolism like, issue or something where you needed to eat. Because, like, some people are like that. And I was sure. like... I don't want to, like, kill her on accident, <laughs> but also, like, it, it seemed unhealthy. Makeup, I had to unclose my mind. The sun is out shining, the dress is looking so fine. I'm saying can't eat up because it be safer inside. Um, Madison, do you want to talk about your YouTube channel? Yeah, oh. plug yourself! Okay, so, everybody <laughs> listening, go subscribe to my YouTube channel. You don't even have to watch my videos. Just subscribe. Um... It's M-A-D-I-M-I-K-A-Y, Maddie McKay, and basically, I just, I noticed that, like, Wash U didn't really have that many, um, they didn't have that many YouTube videos to begin with, and they especially didn't have that many female or that many black ones, so I was like, okay, so, I'm both of those things, and I also go to Wash U, so, I just wanted to, like, make something to represent, like, college life here, because all the videos were... 
straight white men who are like pre-med or like people in like the med school making rap songs i was like okay that's kind of weird okay (laughs) that was a really weird road that you just went down (laughs) when i was like before i got into washu i was just like looking at washu all the time and like i found this one it's like an older video of these people in like the med school or like i don't know they were in the chem lab and they were like rapping to some bruno mars song and i was like that's ugly. <laughs> Great. I so, was yeah. like, that's ugly. <laughs> I just, like, I make vlogs. I talk about stuff here. Um, what made you get into it, like, in high school, though? Because that's when you started. Oh, yeah, I did start in high school. <laughs> um, I don't know. Everybody kept telling me, like, you should be on YouTube. You're really funny. And, like, you just seem to have that type of personality, which sounds cliche. And I was just like there are thousands of people who all have heard the same things or whatever but I was just like I have nothing to lose and if the videos are bad I can just make them all private and act like it never happened okay I want to know like yeah okay but you have a YouTube yeah. channel it's great <laughs> trying to get fed last time in my fucking life you ain't a bed ain't have to be so fucking tight a beautiful day to get robbed it's a beautiful day to get robbed what a beautiful day to get robbed what a beautiful day to get robbed What's your deal with bagels? Why are I love you bagels. <laughs> I just love bagels. Do you guys believe that they should be sliced and toasted? Okay, Wait, did you guys see, see this? St. Louis cuts it like Okay, I don't bread. know if that's a St. Louis thing. I'll pull up a photo. Okay, we but once, I know it's a thing, but I don't know if St. Louis invented that. <laughs> I am so heated right now. <laughs> bagels? <laughs> sliced bagels is not weird. No, I, I sliced my Wait, bagels. Wait, did you, do you do up. that? What? The slicing? I do that. Here it is. What? I slice them, and then it's, I heat them up, and then oh, I put Oh, yeah. What's wrong with that? It, no I, one is... Dame. What? The, the guy who, like, slices his bagels like bread. I don't eat them all like that. Like, obviously, sometimes I eat them sliced in half, oh, but no. that's how they come in the bread co packages in the oh, in, in the Panera. In the what? No, but it's in only bread co packages. Like I said, it's always Panera here. Also, if you're not from St. Louis, they call Panera bread, bread co. co. Did it start here or did Panera start elsewhere? St. Louis bread co was founded wow. in St. Louis. So they finessed all. <laughs> yes, they finessed all. No, nobody finessed us, and they just. You're in Atlanta and it's like St. Louis Bread Co. Yeah, no our name. Okay, <laughs> like, Panera just sounds so much cooler. No, it's St. Louis Bread no. Co. The St. Louis Wrong. Bread Company. Wrong. <laughs> like, I Wrong. Remember, I remember one time, like, I was talking to Portia, like, when we first came back so to school, mm-hmm. and she was like, Oh, St. yeah, Louis I really Bread want Co. some bread co. I was like, Oh, cool. What's that? It's like a St. Louis thing. And then, like, she pulled it up, and I was like, This is Panera. <laughs> really wild <laughs> i can't uh, i cannot fathom the amount of things that i found out that were only part of st louis and how like i mean i honestly okay i've never loved st louis more than i have in the past year and part of it is personal but part of it is just because y'all dump on it so dang much everyone, everyone does okay I have, I have an opinion about st louis okay oh, this is gonna be good <laughs> let's get into this yes. i'm Your ready expertise. i'm awake Evo's pizza is the nastiest thing ever invented, and only ah! people from St. Louis like it. My dad tried to like it one time, and he bought like two huge pizzas, and then we had Aww. leftovers because nobody wanted to eat it. Aww. Do you like Emo's? Emo's is the best pizza Cancel. I've ever Thank had you. in my life because only because I've never had a Chicago deep dish pizza. I've never and had 
Little Caesars is better than Emo's. Blech. Period. She's canceled. She gotta go. I'm sorry. Little, Little Caesars for, is for awesome. all the listeners who don't know what Emo's pizza is. Um, let me give you a quick rundown. It's uh like those little uh, oyster crackers <laughs> smashed up I onto a pan, coated with tomato this. juice, and then like easy squeeze cheese in a can. That's not put in a microwave. No, this is a lie. It's like thirty gallons of oil. They put it in a microwave. Listen to me. And then little cats vomit all this over is it. This for me. And they're stupidly shaped. Like no. no. Nothing is wrong with the square we on compare. Leave it be. Did oh, you, um, when you would go trick-or-treating, did you tell game. every house that you went to a joke before Yeah, you, you have to. They won't give that's you candy. That's a thing here? Yeah, that's a thing that's here. It's beautiful. It's cute. It is it's cute. cute. Every time that how, you... How old did you guys, how old were you guys when you stopped trick-or-treating? I was 13. I was in high school. I don't oh, I wish I could continue to trick-or-treat. Well, my, like, high school had, like, a trick-or-treating thing where they put candy in the common rooms of oh. each dorm, and then we, like, went and everyone just, like, got big bags of candy. So I guess, like, technically I trick-or-treated in right. high school because they gave us candy. My mom was a helicopter mom, so my first time going trick-or-treating was on my 16th birthday. <laughs> because okay. I had, like, That's my so birthday cute. is the week after Halloween, and my party was, like, happened to fall on Halloween, so, like... My friends and I, I just got in my car. I was like, let's go trick-or-treating because my mom's not here. <laughs> That's such a mood. <laughs> That's funny. Literally, oh gosh, I went that... to, like, three houses and stopped. I felt weird because I was, like, a solid. I was, like, I was either 15 or 16. I just felt weird doing it because my brother was with me, too, and he's, like, three years younger than me. So, like, I was sort of set an example for him, but he he wasn't even into it. It was really me. <laughs> Going door to door, can we go home yet? No. <laughs> what was your uh, your best Halloween costume? Let's go around the table. I was the bride of Chucky one Halloween. Oh, my grandma made me a dress. Jeez. I had a leather jacket. I did my makeup. Bro, it was real. Girl! Okay. Oh, can we go the other way? <laughs> um, my freshman year of high school, my friend and I dressed up as Miley Cyrus and Robin Thicke at the VMA Awards. Oh, my gosh. Which were you? I was Miley. Oh, of course. <laughs> That's funny. Wait, there was another one. Oh, God. They were like, what was on my, my junior year? I was... Oh, my best friend in high school, like, her name was Sarah Gray, and I got, like, I printed out this picture of her, and I printed it out in, like, multiple different colors, and I put, like, 50 pictures of her in different colors on my t-shirt, and I was 50 Shades of Sarah Gray. That <laughs> oh my is God, so that's funny. Cute. That's really cute. That's really cute. Um, okay, well, this is kind of nerdy, but, um. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, I used to be obsessed with Doctor Who, so I dressed up as Martha, which was one of his companions, and if you don't watch Doctor Who, you're probably like, what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> but, like. I was the only one, like, me and, like, two of my teachers were the only ones who really liked my costume, so. Were the only two who got it? Yeah. Okay. It was very, it's a nerdy British, so if um, you don't know, sorry. Okay. Um, well, I was looking, and now that I think about it, all my costumes are whack. Um, <laughs> what? I, this past year, this last Halloween, my first semester of college, I was, um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Can somebody tell me who I was for yeah, Halloween? I'm a wreck. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's from, what Halloween. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what just happened. Um, <laughs> she just gave me this look of, like, pure fear. Or because I-, I literally was just like, I just saw this picture today. Like, also, I should know what it was because I was it. <laughs> Every time I get okay. stuck, Emma's like, you got it. You got it. <laughs> okay. 
here it comes. This is this is October 25, 26, 30. I was Lola Bunny in the movie uh Space Jam. Thank you. Steve <laughs> <laughs> Louise, that took so long. I was in Space Jam. You? This is me. What? It's a DIY costume because it waited till last minute. Run your pockets. Leg it clamping. Slide it hand. About that action. Not cops and robbers. Not pop up stoppers. Oh, no, no. Marco, we have a very important announcement to make. We have a very happy announcement to make. It is somebody's birthday. Birthday. I don't think we can sing the song because it's copywritten. But whose birthday is it? It is Milky Say's Milky Say! It's her birthday! I screamed at her. Feliz cumpleaños. Feliz cumpleaños, Milky. She is an OG spamantic. She was at our very first listening party. Yes. I really... What if she doesn't even listen? She's going to listen. It's fine. She'll listen one day. Milky, we want to wish you a happy, beautiful birthday. Continue to glow and be amazing. We're on our way to her surprise party right now. Yeah. She doesn't know. She doesn't even know yet, and it's going to be so exciting. Okay, well, happy birthday, Milky. Bye. We love safer inside. Okay, so one time we were all going to a drag show. Who was in the car? It was the four of us. Portia. Portia and Leanne. Yeah. But Leanne got in after. Okay, so we it's the okay, okay. So it's the four of us <laughs> and Portia. And Portia. Portia's in the front. The three of us are in the back. And I know that we're gonna have to pick up Leanne at like <laughs> where does she live? Oh wait, Elliot. So we're driving like up past like the clock tower. We stop, and I'm like, okay, we're waiting for Leanne. And Ella stops, and she goes, all right, Emma, get in the back of the trunk. And I'm like, I just knew it was going to be me. (laughs) Ella had to kick one person out of the car, and without even thinking about it, she stops, pulls up to the car, and goes, okay, Emma, get in the trunk. (laughs) That's because, let me preface this story, because she didn't tell you guys that when we got in the car, she said, where's Leanne going to sit? And I was like, oh, and she was like, you're going to make me sit in the trunk. And I was like, what? <laughs> Emma, don't be silly. I would never do that. <laughs> and then we pulled up, and I was like, dang, somebody got to get in the truck. <laughs> and Sparkle and I had not had many conversations. And also, Emma had suggested that I put her in the truck. So I said, okay, Emma, kitty, kid out. Ella, there is no way you put that much thought into that statement. That she pulls is... up, she goes, all right, Emma, get in the back of the truck. And the best part about this whole story is Emma's getting into the trunk, and she's like, you know, mumbling, grumbling, knew it was going to be me, swag, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, what? She goes, I just lift right out, don't I? I was like, oh, my gosh. Lord, I was like, oh my gosh, you do not lift right out. We were talking about if we make Spema t-shirts, they should have, like, things that we say all the time on the back, and Sparkles is going to say, try again, sir, and mine's going to say, I just lift right out. That is so funny. I just lift right out. I just lift right out. Gosha's just going to say, like, whole lot of red. Whole lot of red. (laughs) Shit. Um... story of when we were at the drag show when we were leaving the drag show because this was the worst <laughs> moment of my life this ella shady moment oh my gosh <laughs> she told us okay guys because we were ready to leave for a very long time oh good minute <laughs> now we're back we here, were there for calling a hot us second we were ready to go so, long. so we were like okay 
And Elle was like, okay, after this performance, we're just going to get up and go. So the only way to exit the drag show is to pass in front of the stage where the spotlight is shining directly on that little pathway. So me and Emma leave. We turn around. Ella is still in her seat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me and Madison, Portia, and Amaya. And was there anyone else with y'all? Edia are sitting like in the middle and they're looking at us like, why are you getting up? What are, why you, are you doing? In front like, of why are you standing in front of the spotlight <laughs> in front of the stage? Exactly. And I was like, on, before we left, I like looked at Ellen. I was like, we are leaving now. Like you're getting up. <laughs> I, I was like, I am not walking if you are not following me. And she was like, yes, <laughs> okay, we're yes, leaving. We're and I was like, you have to promise me that we are leaving. Because like, there was oh, a time earlier gosh. that night or something where like, I was like, are we leaving? And I was walking and like, no one was there. And I was like, <laughs> Right. came back and sat down. She was like, so no. <laughs> so then I'm like, we're leaving. We all, we, the three of us go up. It's me, Sparkle, and Leanne. We go to the door. And then, like, we turn around. Ella's still sitting down. They call us out for, like, getting up. And they're like, the wait, why are you getting up in the middle of the show? And then the person comes back, drags Leanne onto the stage. <laughs> I, like... <laughs> I like stood, st- like left. I like almost left the room. I almost left the building. I was like, I'm not going on that stage right now, and I have no idea what they actually ended up doing with Leanne. They made her dance. <laughs> they and made like her. the rest of us are still stuck because like we we're like we're next. That's right. what we just <laughs> My right. favorite yeah. part of the show was when there was a performance and it got in Amaya's face. That was funny. It was like a male stripper, and like he started grinding in her face, and like if you don't know Amaya, she's like so innocent and so pure and the look on her face was like pure disgust in shock and she's just like oh no 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 um can we talk about when one of the drag queens came up to ella and started like interviewing her oh my gosh that was really a stressful time for me because first of all if you didn't hear the beginning of this interview i'm a mess when people ask me questions (laughs) on the spot like i have no idea what to say i'm already nervous that you're talking to me and now people are watching me talk to you back what if I sound like an idiot? No, the person... Okay, the drag queen asked, like, hey, what's your name? She said, uh, Ella? <laughs> Question mark. No, it all... Oh, my gosh. It all started because I liked the song. He said something, and he started singing, uh... He started singing... Oh, shoot, what's her name? Not Missy Elliott. Yeah, he started singing Missy Elliott, and I was like, hey! But then the music cut off, and I was still singing, and I said, hey! And he was like, who said that? And I was like, no, 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 no. That is, this is the worst thing that's ever happened in my life. And he was like, it was you. And I was like, yes, it was me. And so he comes up to me. First of all, he is beautiful. His makeup is like, he's beautiful. Beat he's and near naked. Very near naked and very intimidating. And he just has this mic in my face. And he's like, what's your name, honey? And I was like talking to him. And I was trying to make it as casual as possible. But then he was like, are you going to do drag? And I was like, I don't know. I like watching you guys. Now, all <laughs> and of her he answers like, sounded like questions. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Question mark. And he was like, what's your name going to be? And I was like, you can't just ask me that. That takes a lot of thought. I don't know. And he was like, I don't know. That's boring. And then he walked away, and I was like, what the heck? Semantics, we're going to put up a poll. What should Ella's drag name be? (laughs) (laughs) Everyone submit your best answers. I was like, I was so in shock. And then someone else started, someone else came out and someone else was doing this like really slow, like ballad number. And Sparkle goes, <laughs> Sparkle looks at me, she goes, this reminds me of that movie Titanic. Of that like, movie Titanic. She goes, <laughs> she goes, like she's Rose, except Rose died in the movie. And then I look at her and I was like, 
First of all, that's a weird thing to say, but also Rose did not die in that movie. It just felt like she would have died the way she was singing up there. I have a funny story. I was studying the other day with uh, my friend Edia, and Madison was in the room, and like I'm in philosophy, so we were talking about euthanasia, the E-U-T-H-A-N-A-S-I-A. Okay, and spelling. <laughs> I, I, mean, like, I was yeah. answering this question that she was asking me on the study guide, and like it was a long answer. Answer, so like I said, euthanasia like a good six or seven times, and after I had finished, an idiot confirmed like if I got it right or wrong. Madison asked, "Are you guys talking about the youth in Asia?" <laughs> and <laughs> I stopped for a moment and tried to think how did all of that sound with if I had said youth in Asia because I was like. I don't even remember the question. Okay, like, like, the context was, like, she just kept saying, like, oh, yeah, if he's sick and wants to die, like, you know, you just got to tell him about the youth, you can't tell him about the euthanasia because it's going to make him, like, re-question life. And I was like, what does that mean? That's kind of racist. Like, talking about kids in Asia? And, like, you guys are looking at me like, what? (laughs) I'm crying. The dress is looking so fine. I'm staying canny because it'd be safer inside. This isn't, like, a weird thing, but, like, (laughs) Somebody whose shoes are clean because <laughs> I'm I mean that like knocks a lot of people out, but <laughs> but like um, it's not like the first time I see you. I look at your shoes, but it's like I know people who have Air Force Ones and I have Air Force Ones, and mine are like crispy white. Like there's like little to no dinge on it. And then I see other people and like it's like they literally ran through the mud just for just for kicks. And that's not the kind of person that like like we can be associates, but like that's it because you obviously don't care about your shoes. You don't care about your money is what you're saying. All right, that's all I can think of. Um, I'm cutting all of this out. (laughs) Don't people need to hear that? People need to clean your Air Force Ones. This has been a PSA by Sparkle Whitaker from Spenna. What a beautiful day to get robbed. What a beautiful day to get robbed. What a beautiful day to get robbed. Hello. I know. You see. Somehow the world will change for me. Okay, wait. This is definitely copywritten. Oh. We'll be so Joe, Joe, Joe. No, it's not anymore. I'm reporting Sparkle. I'm dead. Um, so, our last topic. Well, actually, okay. Well, our last topic, uh, last week we talked, last week, we had some negative energy in the space. Not this no. space. Just in the, the campus space. Oh, that's all the time. Collectively, like, all of us had, like, a very bad week or, like, just a really long week. And so, Sparkle, do you want to tell the story of your class? Yeah. Oh, oh God. All right. Really good story. Not, like, good isn't good things happen, but, um... So I was in econ, and my professor, she was having um, health issues, and so the only doctor's appointment she could get was during our class time. So we have TAs, but, like, we never see them. They just have office hours, and we're able to go at any point. So one of the TAs came in to fill for her and teach us. And so I always sit in the back, and immediately as we started, um, he has like he had, like, a really low voice. And so I think he, like, took note that, like, a lot of people were, like, mumbling the moment he started. And so, like, he told them, like, he asked us, could we hear him? We were, like, a little in the back. And so he said he didn't have a very loud voice. So he would try to speak up a little more. But it was probably, like, maybe two extra, you know, dots on the volume thing. 
I don't know how to explain that. But, um, <laughs> but, like, and at the same time, like, I, like, people started acting like a-holes, and I was saying to myself, like, he wasn't equipped to come here and teach a lecture hall. He was equipped to be a TA, to give you information when you show up to office hours if you don't understand something. Like, I'm pretty sure the professor that we have, she's been, she has been trained to do this. He's an undergrad, a student, or potentially a grad student. Like, you can't expect him to just be able to pick up like that because literally she was there um, Tuesday. This was Thursday we had class, so I'm pretty sure he probably had a day's notice that he was going to be speaking to, like, 100-plus people. And part of me, like, I've always had issues with, like, public speaking because I don't know how to speak for my diaphragm sometimes. And I was just, like, pissed that people were, like, treating him like he, I don't I just didn't like the way people were acting. Then there was this one kid when class, class is supposed to be over at 1 o'clock, and it ended at 12 instead. We started at like 11.30, because we just need to finish out chapter 6. And the moment he was done, he was like, okay, that's it, you guys can go. Everyone started getting up, complaining, and this one guy stands up, and he's like, I could have stayed in bed, I didn't have to come to this SHIT. And I'm just like, sir... So you didn't have to come to class, but you chose to come. And if anything, he's given us an extra hour to be productive on campus. Like, why are you complaining? He finished what he was supposed to do. That was to teach us the chapter. And, yeah, so that just triggered me. And I was like, Emma, we need to tell people to quit being buttholes because it's unnecessary. So we put, um, on, we put on our last episode that we are basically challenging all semantics to stop being apertures of the buttocks. And um, we put on our story, there was one, we put one thing that was like, surround yourself with people that you love, drink water, eat vegetables and thrive. That's what Dr. Benjamin tells us to do. Um, and so what you were wondering, what are ways that you guys avoid being apertures of the buttocks? What are ways that you guys are capable of spreading positive energy? Or it can even be like taking care of yourself. I think that like self-care and like making sure that you're in good energy is like very important as well in order to be able to try to spread positivity and avoid being like a bitch to everyone. I have to try to make myself in a better mood. And that starts with like self-care. So what are ways you guys are positive or take care of yourself or or help other people on campus etc um for me i just okay a lot of times when you're having a bad day it can be like a downward spiral like oh my gosh this went wrong i have a quiz and a lot of times when i catch myself going on that spiral i just stop and i'm like okay let's focus and then i like regroup myself like okay I know, like, the past or, like, what's just happened, like, a few hours ago has been, like, bad, but the rest of my day is going to be good. I'm going to make sure of it. And I don't know, if you just keep telling yourself that and, like, fake it till you make it, it eventually comes true. And, like, by the end of the day when you're getting ready for bed, you just think back on, like, all the shit that happened and you're like, oh, that didn't even matter. Like, I've had a good day. Okay, give me a second. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this isn't because I need to get my thoughts together or anything. I mean, partially it is, but, like, I guess something that I hadn't really, like, spoken out into existence is that, is, like, how I've been treating myself lately or, like, how I've been thinking about myself lately. And so, like, um, so, yeah, this particular segment is special to me and how I'm seeing things lately and how I hope for other people to see things in other people lately um, about not being a butthole. (laughs) So 
yeah, so sometimes, I guess, like, uh, to, to quick summarize my past, like, eight weeks, um, either I was being a really big butthole to myself, I was being a really big butthole to other people because I was upset with myself, or other people were being buttholes to me, and there are way, I mean, like, those are, like, those, I feel like those are just, like, the three, the three ways to be a butthole, that, that buttholery can happen, <laughs> so, yeah, so I guess first, kind of like Emma was saying, self-care, that's something that, obviously it's something that we all, like, say, but it's way hard to do in practice mm-hmm. if it's not already in practice, mm-hmm. so, like, getting in the order of, like, and not even just, like, self-care like taking physical care of yourself like eat shower um do your hair when you like make yourself feel good but like also don't beat on yourself for for no reason Mm -hmm. like they're like I think that's something that I've had a lot of trouble with the past definitely this whole year but definitely also specifically this past like couple of months um and and what that does what that did for me was sort of like this has got, like, mad serious from, like, really wild stories. Okay. But what that did for me, I'm really glad also that you guys brought this up because I have never, I don't I don't like to talk about, and that's a whole other stigma about, like, I grew up in a black family. I didn't feel comfortable sharing my issues. I was like, it's fine. I'll work it out myself. We had a lot of other stuff that we need to pull up on. It's not worth it. So, um, but, yeah, so what that did for me, what, like, beating up on myself and not taking care of myself, well, First of all, it sparked up my anxiety that I didn't even know that was such a big deal that I had. But um, also, it kind of, like, affected how I treated other people and affected how, like, my relationships. Because something that I do when I'm, or that I try to do when I'm in a good mood or even when I'm not in a good mood, something that I try to practice is, like, smiling at people. Sometimes when you're having a crap day, like, all you, like, you just feel like nobody's looking at you or not, not even, like, nobody's looking at you. You just feel like nobody's seeing you, you know, like, mm-hmm. kind of misunderstood, kind of um not invisible but like not not yourself not great just smile like like so if somebody smiled at me while I was feeling like that like my day would just get like 10 times better to be seen like on campus by even like a stranger like that's those those little things are like really important like I try to smile at everybody even the caucus (laughs) like (laughs) even even people that I don't know you know and when you get a smile back it's kind of like affirming but like the lack of smile kind of enforces the bad feelings that you're feeling towards other yeah. people. It it just leads to like more hate hateful feelings inside of yourself, I guess. And then another way that I wanted to talk about that I've been trying to practice is like when I feel myself being a butthole and like not smiling at other people and like sometimes some days you don't have the capacity to smile, which is also okay. Like nobody needs to be okay all the time. Like it's okay. But some days you feel like crap and you don't feel like smiling, but then also there are some days where there's that happening, so you're like, and you're crap, and you're crap too because you didn't smile at me first, and I always have to da 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 so like I, I'll be all set to get mad, but then also I think about how like grateful I should be for the things that I have and not like material things that I have, but like where am I in life? I have a place to live. I have wonderful friends and family that come and see me when I'm feeling like crap and that do smile at me and that I can talk to. Yeah, so, like, just just thinking of being a little bit more conscious about, like, like good things. I saw one, like, really cliche, quotey thing, and it was, like, nobody should have to try to, like, 
well, this is a mad paraphrase. It's going to sound way ugly the way that it comes out, but <laughs> nobody should have to try to, like, be okay all the time, right? Like, mm-hmm. negative things are going to happen. But while those are happening, it's not like those are the only things happening. There's always, like Madison said, like, there's always something positive happening. Just focus on that more than the bad things. And that's something that I've been trying to do. And it's been working thus far, so far, right now. And, yeah, and also, that was that was also included in my suggestion of not being a butthole to other people. Smile. You don't have to look so mad all the time. Or not even just mad. Let's, let's all be a little bit more conscious about, like, when you're walking around, when you're sitting in a random room full of random people. Like, I, I think sometimes... <laughs> mood. I think sometimes my anxiety gets to me, and I don't know if this is me or everybody else in the world, but sometimes I'll be sitting in a room, and I'm like, I, I, I'm just constantly aware of like everything different from me, from other people in the room that I'm in, and especially here, <laughs> especially here, but it's everywhere, and I think that's something that we all have to do because I'm sure it's not even just black students on campus that feel that way. Mm -hmm. Something that we all have to do is Mm -hmm. let your guard down a little and be, (laughs) you can't, (laughs) (laughs) you are just preaching the the word, the gospel right now, Ella. (laughs) Yes. Like we all should just like, there is no need to be so reserved, drawn back, into a shell we're all here we're all probably struggling because from what i found out is the people that when i'm having bad days and i'm like criticizing or like thinking about like bad kind of things in my head or like they're sneaking in even when i'm trying not to like they're going through some stuff too like and then you just literally like everybody has something right so there's no reason to to hold hate i guess is what i'm trying to say so smile, freaking stop being so straight-faced. It's okay to look around. It's okay if I catch you looking at me. You don't have to look away like I'm something scary. Like, we can have a conversation. Like, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Let's all just be a little bit more friendly. I was, was going to say, like, I try to keep in mind that, like, Ella said, like, everyone's going through something. Like, we're all struggling. Everyone has a battle. So, like, why make that person's, like, I hate to say, like, life harder. Like, make it more difficult for them by you being this unnecessary variable that's like giving them a hard time um music is like a big thing for me so like i love when my roommate's not home because that means i can use my google speaker and i play speaker (laughs) i play all sorts of songs and it's just like me in my dorm it's a concert and i don't care about like who hears it because it's just like I need that cathartic feeling. I just need to have my own therapy session. Like old school Taylor Swift. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And other than that, like... Oh my god, did you hear that? uh, um, What else did I do? Someone just fell or something. Did y'all feel that? Yeah. It was that way? I think it was upstairs. We don't know what I thought it was there. I thought he heard me making fun of him. I thought I heard a door slam, but like... Stop this, <laughs> <laughs> Um, what else? We had to, we had to pause the I, podcast earlier because the we had some noisy neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I, I also binge <laughs> TV. Like I binge Netflix a lot. I, this is sounding like all technology wise, but like I like having me time. Me time is very important before I can come outside and be social with people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because there's no way you can just. You're not a robot. You can't just run on. 
imaginary energy and never be tired or exhausted of it. Like, eventually you're going to hit that point, and it may be you yelling at someone, you cursing out your TA in your head, and they've never done Whoa. anything to you. Whoa. All sorts of things. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, like, really, really take care of yourself. You know, I have so many TAs. No one knows who's who, but yeah. <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> They're all <laughs> Sparkles TAs. All Look gone. Oh, wait, something um, that I wanted to say, it was, Ella said something related to it earlier, but about self-care, because basically all of us hit on how, like, self-care impacts how you treat other people, mm-hmm. and I feel like people need to realize that self-care is really hard and a lot of discipline, which, like, sounds kind of weird, but, like, self-care is an active thing. Like, it's not just, like, putting on a face mask and, like, chilling in your room like a lot of times it's just actually how you treat yourself like how Ella said earlier like even if it's small stuff like make sure you're not beating yourself up like we don't realize how many times during the day we criticize ourselves I've called myself an idiot at least like 32 times in today. this episode sometimes it's just a lot <laughs> probably like, it's become a habit and you say small yeah. things about like about to yourself and be like damn why why am I doing that to me yeah. yeah like even like my friends like one of my best friends for example she texted me today, and she was talking about a situation, and she was like, oh, I'm just an idiot or whatever. And I was like, look, we do not use self-deprecating language in this household. And I think, like, that's another important thing about, like, self-care and how you treat people. Like, your words have a lot of power. So, uh, like, even the yeah. words you use to yourself, so you got to, like, chill out and always make sure you're using positive language. Like, even when you're talking to other people, like, even if it's just, like, a lighthearted thing, like, oh, you're so stupid, like, rephrase it's like oh my gosh you're so, so hilarious silly silly, okay, silly that's funny. wholesome silly girl stupid is such to... a bad word like stupid i think that's really worse bad. than cursing and it's i, I, I agree and you just said we it put like three times. but we put so much stigma around like cursing but there are words that are like worse, worse. that like but like i put that thing on the instagram of like i saw that of like when i put like i have picture like i have like a picture of myself from when i was like a kid and i have a lot on my phone that I'll, like, look at that girl and be like, would I tell that girl that, like, she was ugly? Or would I tell that girl that she was fat? And would I tell that girl that she wasn't good enough? Like, I don't want that girl to say those things to herself, and I don't want anyone to say anything to her. So, like, why would I say those things to me? I love that. Think about the damage you're putting on yourself by, like, doing that to yourself repeatedly. Like, Like, a lot of adults say stuff like that, too. Like, you know, when they grow up and they're like, I don't know, why was I hating on myself? Like, I always said I was ugly. Like, I was so cute. Or I always said I was too big. And, like, I was so little. Like, I don't ever want to be like that. Like, I am obsessed with myself as a child. I was an adorable child. What a mood. What a mood. Let's just what, do, like, yeah. baby. Emma's a I'm narcissist. I'm also just a narcissist. <laughs> the other day in rehearsal, our moving choreographer, Justin, he was, like, he was talking this, and he was, like, because my character is very self-absorbed, and he was like, do you consider yourself a self-absorbed person? And I was like, I think so. And he was like, I was not expecting that answer. <laughs> he was like, you were supposed to be like, no. A beautiful day to get robbed. It's a beautiful day to get robbed. What a beautiful day to get robbed. What a beautiful day to get robbed. Spamma, the Homo Sapien podcast, is brought to you by Gosha Guppy. Gosha Guppy is available on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Apple Music. About that action. Not cops and robbers. Uh, uh, not purple stoppers. Uh, uh, oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. Here comes a popper. Uh, come on, it's simple. Black and white Adidas stripes.
Amaya's face right now is the worst <laughs> thing I've ever seen. You're actually really good at ASMR. Like, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> I'm getting sleepy right now. I'm top it off. I'm just going to tap on the phone. Is that supposed to put us to sleep? Some people do. Semantics, we're going to post a poll and see if I should start doing ASMR videos on my channel. No, it's a yes. Don't, don't do the poll. Thank you. Okay. Okay. That's enough ASMR for today. I'm crying. Okay, can, can I close with a statement from my dad's email footnote? Yes. Aww. Everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Be kind always. Aw. Walter Holman. <laughs> Thank you, Semantics. Have a beautiful weekend. Thank you so much for being on our show. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel. Subscribe to Maddie McKay. Go to Booty C. Okay. Go to Booty C. Yay! What a beautiful day to get robbed. What a beautiful day to get robbed. It's a beautiful day to get robbed. A beautiful day to get robbed. What a beautiful day to get robbed. What a beautiful day to get robbed.